0: Welcome to Finding My Fit. I'm Athena and I'm just a girl trying to find where the heck I fit into the big wide world. Finding My Fit empowers you to become your happiest and healthiest self. Join me every week as we discuss all things health, wellness, mindset, manifestation and lots lots more so you can find your fit. Hi everybody and welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm talking all about yo-yo diets and why they don't work. So what is a yo-yo diet? A yo-yo diet is basically when you're dieting on and off. You're going up, you're going down, you're going round the roundabout and you're not having some sort of consistent diet plan or strategy. I mean, that isn't the kind of Google definition of a yo yo diet. I haven't really Googled it, but that is probably like the simplest way to put it. Yo yo dieting is quite literally named after the yo yo, I'm guessing anyway. And yo yo's, what do they do? They go up and down. They just go on this cycle of going down to the floor, then going up, then going down, then going up. And that's kind of what your weight does when you are yo yo dieting, when you're constantly going on a crash diet, coming off the diet going back on the diet coming off the diet and you just repeat like this and you never actually find that nice middle ground usually the bigger the diet the harder it is for the body not to rebound when you start eating again in other words this huge drastic decrease in food intake and sometimes that is coupled with an increase in exercise this causes the body to go into overdrive it kind of causes this stress response. Let's take it back to our ancestors back in the day when we were hunter-gatherers and we would hunt an animal and that would be the only thing we would eat for possibly hours, possibly days, until we found another animal to hunt. Our bodies have developed this kind of mechanism to slow down the metabolism and, what's the word, Um, withhold energy for as long as possible because the body back in the hunter-gatherer days didn't know when our next kill would be when we could eat again and this response is still in our genes today even though food is available it's you know in abundance we can just drive to the supermarket and buy years worth of food if we really want to at a time even though Life is like that in the modern day, our genes still have to catch up. They're still in the ancestral days and they're programmed to respond to very low calories and severe restriction. And it goes into this kind of starvation mode. When you've had this kind of long period of eating very little, i.e., when you're on a crash diet, your body goes into the starvation mode. It slows down the metabolism and it starts to adapt so that every little thing that you eat it holds on to those calories and it stores fat more easily because it wants more reserves just in case you starve it again, just in case it's starving in the future. It wants to be able to use the calories in the best way possible and make them last longer. So when we start then eating again after a fad diet after you know we've restricted and over exercised and we've lost a bunch of weight we're like oh well i'll start eating normal again because i've reached my goal weight i'm happy with the way i look let's start eating again and we should be fine but then the body actually goes the complete opposite way And it starts using as much of the calories as it can from the food you eat. It starts laying down fat stores because this is what it's adapted to because you've been restricting and starving yourself for so long. So it goes like completely the other way and kind of goes into this overdrive. And this is often very unsustainable, this severe restriction followed by normal or overeating. And this causes the body to lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight. And it can't find this middle ground. And it can be very frustrating for people. It can be very draining, fatiguing, mentally challenging. And, you know, even depression can occur because of this yo-yo dieting. A lot of people get very upset with themselves, they blame themselves and they think, why can I not just keep this weight off? I'm trying so hard, I've starved myself for months, so why is all this weight going back on? And it's for that reason that I explained, that the body is very, very, very good at adapting to the different stresses that you put on it, the different stresses of modern day life and ancestral life as well. So often those who yo-yo diet are people who start with a goal for weight loss. It's very rarely people who want to put weight on that go on these yo-yo diets because generally dieting is lowering the calories and losing body fat and losing weight. In the hopes of getting rapid results, people will go to extremes by hugely restricting their food intake and exercising every day. And of course this works at first, this is what makes them lose fat because they're having very little calories and they're exercising so they're expending more energy this works they feel great they're seeing results that weight is finally dropping off them but as the crash diet continues the side effects will start to catch up i mean as someone who suffered with an eating disorder in the past i know all too well the side effects of lack of adequate food intake i know the side effects of over exercising and severe restriction and they are not pretty i'll tell you that the whole body is affected every single cell in your body is affected when you don't eat for a prolonged period of time and i'm not talking about eating disorders in this episode i'm talking about yo-yo dieting i'm talking about just people who want to lose weight and then they go on a crash diet not necessarily those who are suffering with an eating disorder The side effects are the same because both of them involve severe restriction of food obviously eating disorders it is a mental health illness you've got all of that side to it and they are generally restricting for years whereas someone on a crash diet it might only be for a few months and they aren't necessarily dealing with mental health issues as well but like i said the side effects are very similar because they both involve inadequate nutrition So what are the side effects? Just to name a very, very small amount of the many, many side effects. Lethargy, extreme hunger, depression. For women, it can be loss of menstruation. So loss of periods, headaches, fatigue, fainting, dizziness, heart palpitations, feeling cold all the time. Calcium deficiencies can lead to bone problems. So osteopenia, osteoporosis, problems with the nails, weak nails, dry skin hair falling out loss of libido you can have lanugo which is like a very fine hair that grows on the body that's just to scratch the surface when it comes to the side effects of lack of nutrition it's not pretty and it should not be glamorized as much as it is i think it's way 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 over glamorized in social media in magazines on tv there's all of these silly weight loss pills, weight loss supplements, programs like The Biggest Loser that are perpetuating this idea that going to these extremes is what works when it really really doesn't work and you've got to remember that there are also the physiological effects so all of the ones I mentioned just then, you also have the kind of more cellular physiological processes like the hormones are getting messed up, your electrolytes are getting messed up, your fluid balance and water is all over the place, your blood pressure changes, your metabolism changes. So it's quite literally like every part of your body that is affected. I can't name one area of the body that is not affected by lack of nutrition. So this is like a random example. Changes in the hormones can be extreme, where if a woman diets enough to the point where the body notices a lack of energy which can be literally if someone diets for like a few weeks this causes a decrease in estrogen and this is because if your diet if you're going on like an extreme diet you're generally going to lose a bit of body fat and body fat is required to maintain and produce a normal level of estrogen in a woman so when the estrogen decreases In particular if it falls below about 15 to 20 percent a woman can lose her period and this is a really really negative sign i know a lot of you women out there are probably thinking wow no periods you know what girl i would i'll take that that'd be great yes it would be lovely not to have the cramps not to have the fatigue the headaches the bloating and just not to be bleeding every month that would be great but if you think about it what if you want a baby in the future and you don't have any periods. And it's not even just your fertility that is affected. Having periods is a sign that you are not healthy, that the body's in distress, that it doesn't feel safe to reproduce. And we need estrogen for our overall health, not just for our periods and our reproductive health. So when you go on this crash diet, the new normal in the body becomes the diet. These hormones are all over the place. You're getting all these side effects and the body adapts for lower intake by slowing down the metabolism and making all of the above changes that I've just mentioned. There's also neurotransmitter production that decreases when we have a reduced food intake during a crash diet. Dopamine, for example, is needed for motivation, and this decreases when we're on a diet. Therefore, the longer we're on a crash diet, the less motivation we get, because our dopamine is decreasing. As we go through the diet so it all kind of adds up and when you start eating again the body then goes into overdrive the other way starvation response occurs and the body starts depositing fat like there's no tomorrow for the reason I mentioned before because it doesn't know when you're going to starve it again so it wants to hold on to those calories for as long as it can in turn this results in rapid weight gain and increased fat reserves when these people who've just been on crash diets then start eating again and studies show that those who go on crash diets only around a third of them actually keep that weight off in the long term and the other two-thirds put that weight on in about a year so they go back to their pre-diet weight in just a year. It's not even just the things I mentioned before, crash diets can actually be very unsafe, they can be very detrimental and they can actually cause a lot of serious problems in the body. There's something called refeeding syndrome, and I have mentioned this before in my podcast because it's something that professionals will look out for when they are treating somebody with an eating disorder. When the body is starved, so when it's in this starvation mode for a long time, when you start eating again, the body will start to retain more water because to store carbohydrates and fat in the body, the body also stores water. And also, you know, your diet and your metabolism can affect the water levels in the body. But we're not going to go into that. But anyway, basically, when you start eating again, you retain water and this can affect the water balance and the balance of electrolytes in the body. And in particular, we're interested in sodium, potassium and calcium. These are all electrolytes that are pumped in and out of our cells through different pumps and channels in our cell membranes. In order to produce energy and undergo their daily functions the cells need they require they rely on these pumps moving the electrolytes in and out of the cell in particular the calcium channels are very important for muscle contraction and that includes the heart muscle contraction so the myocardium so for the heart in order for the heart to keep beating normally it needs to have this ongoing movement of calcium And this relies on having this nice balance of electrolytes and water. So if you're eating more, your body's retaining more water, the electrolytes are out of balance, you can see how that can actually possibly cause effects on the heart muscle and the way the heart muscle moves and contracts, which ultimately results in heart palpitations, differences in the way the heart is beating. So it's really, really important that when you are coming out of this crash diet that you slowly introduce food in, very slowly over time, you know, increase your calories by 100 to 200 every few days. Don't go from eating 500 calories a day on this stupid diet to eating your normal 2000 a day within like a week. Don't do that because you're risking your literally your life and i mean i would never ever recommend anybody to go on a crash diet in the first place but if you are currently on one and you're looking to come out of that and start eating normally again please either seek professional help you can reach out to me on instagram i'm quite happy to help you out or just be smart about it do your research very very slowly increase your calories so you aren't risking your health refeeding syndrome can literally be fatal and it's really not something to take lightly so yeah just be really careful please you also have the issue of if you're going through extreme weight loss and you've lost a lot of body fat that's all good and well but if you aren't eating very much your body will also use muscle in order to cope and to give itself energy so you are going to lose body fat but you will also lose a bit of muscle if you go on a crash diet for a long period of time and this is obviously not good we don't want to be losing muscle and this is especially the case if you don't resistance train if you don't go and work out in the gym and you're just on this diet and you're not really doing anything particularly focused towards building muscle or strength you might actually experience quite a lot of sarcopenia which is muscle wastage and it can be very very difficult to put this muscle back on when you start eating again especially if you don't particularly focus on getting in protein, you don't resistance train, you know, it can be really difficult. If you are dieting, I would try and say to continue doing weight-bearing exercises as much as you can while you are on the diet just to maximise the muscle retention and this doesn't have to be lifting literally, you know, strong men numbers. We don't have to go to the gym and lift something extremely heavy because, ultimately that is going to increase your risk of injury especially if you're not used to training in the gym but i would say if you are going to go on a diet and you're looking to lose body fat then head to the gym do some resistance training because that is going to help you retain your muscle as you go on the diet it might also help you even build muscle weight training resistance training is actually one of the most effective ways or one of the most effective forms of exercise to actually help you burn through body fat so Definitely go and lift some weights if you are looking to go on a diet just to help maximize that muscle. So let's just get on into a little bit more about getting to the root of the problem and some tips and thinking about why do you wanna go on the diet in the first place? Work on the why instead of the how. I think that's the most important thing here. Is it lack of confidence? Are you feeling stressed? Are you bored? Do you want to look a different way? Do you wanna get summer body ready? I hate that term, but that's a term that a lot of people use. Just look at the reason why you want to lose weight. Is there an underlying issue that you can target before you go on the crash diet? Is there some other reason why you want to go on the diet in the first place? People go all in and cut the calories and they remove every single food group and they decide they're having no sugar, no fat, they're just going to eat vegetables all day and then they're going to go to the gym and they're going to exercise for two hours every day. It doesn't work like that. That's not going to work in the long run. What you need to do is think more sustainably. What can you do for years and years to come? What healthy habits can you incorporate into your diet or into your lifestyle in order to maintain a weight that you're happy with? Think of the sustainability. Starvation can lead to appetite changes and, you know, different cravings. A study I read showed that 800 calories a day or lower can increase your ghrelin, which is the hunger hormone which in turn increases your appetite so you eat more and then it makes it harder to lose weight diets that work are those that are sustainable and a diet really is actually a lifestyle it's not really like to me i always think of a diet as being like the food i eat on an everyday basis to me a diet is just the way i eat it's not like a temporary thing that i do to change the way i look or to change my weight it's just what I eat in general so I kind of see it as like a lifestyle it shouldn't just be a diet for the summer body it should be a diet to prolong my life to make me healthier to make me happier it's kind of like making small positive changes that will stay with you for the rest of your life and in this case it's not going to be difficult to go on this diet because you're not on a diet in the literal sense you've just made positive changes And I think it's harder to stick to things when the changes are huge and hard. And instead, just making these small changes that will add up to a larger change is gonna actually get you the results you want. Make the small changes realistic. For example, if you love chocolate, don't completely cut out chocolate, you can still eat it. Just eat it in moderation. You can still enjoy everything that you want, that you love. You don't have to cut everything out and deny yourself of the indulgent foods just because you're on a diet. I also think as well when you're on a diet numbers are not always your best friend. If you want to lose body fat and if you're looking to reduce your calories try not to focus so much on the numbers. Don't look at the scale every single day. Don't obsessively count your calories. Don't think so much about numbers, numbers, numbers because that can very easily become disordered and that can very easily become an obsession. I think more focus on the way you look, the way you feel, your energy levels, how your clothes are fitting, that kind of thing. Look at your hair, your skin, your nails. Think about the smaller things in terms of like how is your body reacting to the positive changes you're making, as opposed to what does it run the scale say? I think as well, just maybe keeping a food diary can help. Obviously, if you're quite if you get quite obsessive with tracking and things like that maybe don't keep a food diary but I know for some people like some of my past health and fitness clients have really really strived not strived thrived with a food diary because they've been able to kind of identify what's working and what's not for them so if you do want to track in that sense you can also track Um, meal times mood energy levels and bloating around different meal times just to see again what kind of foods are agreeing with you and what you might need to change in terms of your um, diet and your lifestyle and a final point that i just want to mention is that i personally think that you can kind of train yourself to enjoy certain foods so if you notoriously absolutely hate vegetables and fruit you really struggle to get them in every day because you really dislike the taste of every single fruit and vegetable you've ever eaten, try including them very, very slowly into your diet. Start adding a few vegetables into your chili or into your stir fry. Start eating fruit salads with yogurt or with a bit of sugar sprinkled on top, just to soften the taste and help you incorporate these fruits and veggies into your diet without explicitly eating like just a plate of vegetables. And you will find very slowly that you start to enjoy these foods a bit more until you get to the point where you can just eat a plate of vegetables and you're fine. It's very psychological. Like I think our food palette is very, very psychological and very what we tell ourselves we like and don't like is what we like and don't like. So you can change your palate in that sense. So yeah, I think just when, when it comes to your diet and making lifestyle changes, think about what foods you can start incorporating into your diet very slowly. Like, think about the stuff you hated as a kid, but you love now. For me, most of the food that I eat nowadays is stuff that I absolutely hated years ago. And I know, I know, I know that your palate does change from being a child to an adult. That's normal. But even things like, say, peanut butter, coffee, bananas, even the smell of those as a child, even the scent of peanut butter or hot coffee absolutely knocked me sick and yet now I could sit, drink coffee, eat bananas and peanut butter all day and that those changes have been kind of more towards the end of my teenagehood so it wasn't even like like I still disliked them as a mid-teenager so you can change your palate in adulthood it's totally possible and I personally believe that I now like coffee because I just decided to try and drink it one day. I think it started off with Frappuccinos from Starbucks and I got the ones without the coffee. And then I think I started getting it with a bit of coffee just to see what it was like. And at first I was like, Ugh, I don't really like this, but then I kept having it for some reason. And then now I'm to the point where I can happily drink a cup of strong black coffee on its own and I'm totally fine and I love it. So yeah, anyway, random example, but you can change your palette. If you don't like fruit and veg, Incorporate it very slowly and eventually you will work up to really liking them. Trust me. Okay, so that ends this episode. I hope I've convinced you that yo yo diets are not the way forward. They are not going to get you to your goals. If you are struggling, reach out to me on Instagram at Finding My Fit Podcast. I'm quite happy to help you out. I did used to offer health and fitness coaching. I've kind of put that on hold at the moment because I'm very, very busy and I just find that I don't want to try and squeeze in clients into my schedule because I want to give them the time that they deserve with me so it's kind of on hold for now I might start it up again in the future if I get quite a lot of inquiries about it but otherwise I am quite happy to just give you a few tips and tricks you know for free if you just dm me over on instagram thank you for listening if you enjoyed please leave me a lovely review on apple Podcasts, and I will see you in the next episode